You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. The success of our life is dependent this year upon being single-minded, your marriage, your life, your business, your job, your Christianity. We cannot be dual-minded people. We cannot be people of fear and people of faith. We cannot be people that we're in and then we're out. That is fickle. It cannot be highs and then we're low and we're going to be quitting everything. Uh, we have to be a people today that is single-minded. Look what the verse says. The Bible says a double-minded, a two-minded man. You cannot leave here today two-minded. You have to be single-minded. This one thing I do. Your marriage cannot be, well, maybe we'll make it, maybe we won't. That's, single, that's not single-minded. Our parenting, we must be single-minded. Our job, it must be single-minded. We don't go to work and then stay all day long on the Facebook and social media. We work when we're at work. And we accomplish something at work. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That word double-minded is not found anywhere else here in the New Testament. But we go to chapter 4. The second time it's found only two times. is chapter 4, verse 8. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. A double-minded person, as in chapter 1, verse 8, is a divided mind. It has this way and it has this way. There's a broad way that leads to destruction. There's a narrow way that leads to life everlasting. You and I cannot travel down the journey of life on two roads. I'm spiritual. I'm wicked. Now granted, I know that we all are so weak. I know that in life all of us have tendencies to fail and, and, and fall on the pathway of life. But today I want to come to you on this subject of being a single-minded person. This church has been so blessed of God by 46, almost 47 years because it's been this one thing I do. It's been preaching the Word of God. It's been singing the Word of God and the hymns of the faith. It's been so winning. It's been separating. These are good places to say amen. It takes longer if I have to do my own amen. It's been single-minded with the bus ministry. 1.5 million boys and girls have come to church on the buses. It's been worldwide missions getting the gospel out around the world. We have several of our pastors in Mexico tonight, today, because they're finishing up their journey where we're going to go into Mexico now, begin 200 churches like we did, 400 churches in the Philippines, pay a pastor's salary for a year, build a building. Do you know those 400 churches are all going today? I know some are back in the thicket and some are in the jungle. I know some are in rural conditions and difficult conditions. But if all 400 churches today just had 100 people, 100 people times 400 churches, do you know what God is doing as a result of the people of God here? How'd that happen? Single-minded. If another church wants to give out groceries and give out food and give out money, that's up to them. But we're not in the grocery business. 
We're in the soul-saving business. We're taking God. Now, what if someone's poor and needy? We can do something about that. But our job is not feeding the hungry. Our job is to take the gospel because a man could have a full belly and a lost soul. He'll still go to hell. And Jesus said, I'm not willing that any should perish. We have to be a single-minded church. Don't ever let it be said. One day when I'm in heaven looking down on this place, that this place has become two-minded. We're secular and we're Christian. So we get rid of the choir and we bring the band in here and, the or- and we bring the, the drummers in here. We, bring, uh, we replace the lights and we're a nightclub. No, no, this has not been built for a nightclub. This is a church where we preach the word of God and say, thus saith the Lord. Don't back up when the government begins to tell you some things are wrong and you can't say this, you can't do this, you can't go there, you can't, you can't do this. Hey, preach the word. Be a sin in season and out of season. There are many in this room today, I'm sure, that are single-minded. I believe there are probably many that are double-minded. That's why by the end of the year, some will not be in God's house. We'll drift away. We'll get mad at God. We'll get mad at the church. We'll get mad at the things of God. That's being a two-minded person. We don't make a, a, a room in our life so that we can fail and walk away from God. That I might finish my course with joy. God doesn't want you to live for him for two weeks, two months, two years, 20 years. God wants you to live for a lifetime that you're sold out to God. I find in life that so many are double-minded. They're, they're negative and they're positive. I find that they're in and then they're out. They're fired up and then they're depressed. They start, they stop. They're a worker and then they become lazy. They're a giver and now they're a taker. Some have a finisher mentality and then they become a quitter. Others are happy and then they become mad. Joyful and then moody. Holy and then worldly. Godly and then ungodly. Peaceful and then agitated. Love and then hate. Up and down, spiritual, unspiritual. Devoted and then a derelict. Loyal then disloyal. Heavenly minded then earthly minded. God and then self. You're going to have to determine, I'm going to have to determine if I'm going to be a double-minded man. I'm grateful that I grew up in a generation where I saw pastors get in the ministry and just stayed. Now, not all of them, but they just stayed. And they faithfully served God. I'm glad I grew up in a generation where parents just stayed true to God. Yet we live in a day, it seems like we live off of a whim. I don't feel like doing that. I don't want to do that. I'm offended. I've never seen a day like we're seeing today of men getting offended. Man getting moody. Man getting temperamental. Man up. It's about time we produce some men in this generation again. Sorrows come, disappointments come, heartaches come. We man up and we face the situation. A double-minded man. A double-minded man. I'm speaking of the greatest church in the world. However, many in this church will not finish well. Why? You're double-minded. I don't want to have a plan B. I don't know what the future holds. 
I said, all my life I'd like to preach and then one day on a Sunday night die. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if I get too old for pastoring and all these. I know all that stuff. But I've not put my life and its assets with my wife or anything into a cabin so I can get out of here. I don't want to be sitting on the couch not being part of the things of God. It may come a day I have to sit down here. If I get too old and pastor or too feeble or my mind begins to wander and the next pastor, I'm going to be the best church member possible. I'll amen him. I'll shout glory to God. I'll say praise the Lord. He'll say who can give $10? I'll have my hand up. I'm not going to be a godly Christian and a good Christian and a pastor Christian and then one day when I can't do it anymore, I don't want to just be a moody grump. I want to finish my course. I don't have my, my future with a fishing pole or sitting in a tree stand. I'm not against those things. My future is not a golf club. My future is I want to finish my course with joy. Amen. I want to serve God to the day I die. Amen. Oh, it may not be able to be the pastor, but I want to be able to serve God. I want to knock on doors. I want to visit people. Amen. I want to pray for people. I want to give to missions. I want to sweep the sidewalks around here and trim the trees around here. I want to, I want to help serve people. I want to care for people. I don't have a two-minded program. And child of God, if you don't become single-minded, you will destroy your life. God says a double-minded man. God created us to work, not to sit to serve, to clean, to garden, to distribute Bibles, to pray, to serve meals. Yet a double-minded man we see. You know, double-minded people discourage others. Double-minded people divide others. Double-minded people destroy others. They blame others. Let me illustrate the Israelites were double-minded. God took them from that bondage. And then they were so double-minded, they ridiculed the daily provision of manna that God gave. They attacked the food that God gave. They said, we don't want this manna. We want, we want fowl, we want flesh. So God gave them that. While the Bible says the food was still in their mouth, they complained to God. God could not satisfy them. God provided everything for them. But it wasn't enough because they were too minded. There's a tribe, three tribes. There's Manasseh and Gad and, and uh, the Reubenites. God planned for them to go over the other side of the Jordan. The land that you're going to inherit, I'm going to give it to you. They said, we don't want that land. We want you. We just don't want the land you want us to. They were double-minded. They said, we want to stay on this side of the Jordan. We don't want what you have, God. When we come to a point in our life that we don't want what God wants, we will destroy our lives and those around us. Amen. We will divide the people in our own home. We will hurt fellow Christians because we're double-minded. So those three tribes ruined what God had planned for them. Those Israelites ruined what God had planned for them. Achan was a godly man. 
He was part of that great, great battle at Jericho. But Achan then went and took the accursed thing and he hid it. He took the silver, he took the possessions and he hid it. And because he became two-minded, he wanted God and he wanted possessions. He destroyed his entire family and he himself was stoned with stones. Why? Because he was two-minded. He divided his mind. He wanted God. You're going to have to make a choice. Who do you want? I want God. I saw a video this week. I think they sent it to you, Brother Reimers, if I'm not mistaken. An elderly, elderly, elderly lady. I believe she was in a wheelchair. Looked like maybe in a nursing home facility. And her family went online to North Valley Publications, our publications, and they bought her a hymn book for Christmas. And someone was playing the piano. And she sat there. It was the, the sweet bye-bye, wasn't it? Was that the song? Yeah. I think it was, a, there's a land that is fair. Heard this elderly, feeble voice singing. Beautiful voice, still had a good voice. Very, very aged. There's a land that is fair the day. And by faith we can see it afar. For the Father waits over the way to prepare us a dwelling place there in the sweet by and by. We shall meet on that beautiful shore. We thought about the fact that perhaps she was a great Sunday school teacher at one time. Perhaps she was a great soloist in a church at one time. Perhaps she played the piano. But so it's a touching, sweet thing to see this white-haired lady singing in the sweet by and by. You know what that is? A lady that's getting older and she's single-minded. You watch you young Bible college students. You'll be pulled into old-time religion and then you'll be pulled away from it. You watch. And you'll have every ism and every philosophy, but I'm old enough to tell you that doesn't work. You're going to be left with nothing. I was going through my list recently of churches that started off this way and now have gone this way. And it was just a heartbreak how many of them have completely shut their doors. Some of those real fast-growing churches are great because a man has some real personality and he can do something. But there's no substance. And so this one has a crowd, but most of those fail because there's something about preaching the word God hath in these last days appointed the foolishness of preaching. Titus 1, I believe verse 3 says, God ordained preaching. That's the Greek word, kerut, to lift your voice and declare with authority. Thus saith the Lord. I think of how in the Bible, Miriam and Aaron, they loved their brother Moses. They loved him. They were there for him. They had a mind that was set on Moses. And then they didn't like who he married. And they divided the mind. And they began to attack their own brother. That's a two-minded person. You'll destroy your marriage if you're two-minded. I wish my wife could be like sister so-and-so. She's sweet. She's nice. She's kind. She's this, she's that. 
I got gazelda here. I wish my husband were like brother so-and-so. And we begin to think somebody else is better. Fellow, I don't know why that girl would even put up with you, put up with you. And vice versa in many cases. You know what's a divided mind? You think you could do better. Some of you feel like you're married down. That's so foolish. Some of you feel like you're, you're the, 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 main, the main person in this relationship. A good marriage is not that you're the main person, but that you're married to the main person. A good marriage is, a good family is not, it's all about dad or, or mom. That's narcissism. It's about we're going to live to train these children and love these children and guide these children. We're not going to be a two-minded man where we say we're into church, we're out of church. We love the Bible, we're out of the Bible. We have family Bible time, we don't have family Bible time. It's a two-way divided mind. You imagine a football team, baseball team, basketball play team with playing with two. So here's a basketball team. And they think it's just offense. Everyone has to be in their area doing what they're supposed to do. I think of the Bible of Micah. Micah was a Levite. A Levite had no business trying to be a priest. The Levite were those that worked on the building. They carried the building. They transported the tabernacle, the tab- portable tabernacle. They worked at the temple. They served, they worked at the doors. They worked at preparing the food and the showbread and preparing the building always when they worshiped together. The Levite worked in that capacity. He did not perform religious duties. The priest did that. And one day Micah said, I, I'm gonna get hired as a priest. And a guy hired him. And as he hired him, he said, I want you to be my own personal priest. Well, you know what? God never blessed it because he was double-minded. You don't do something you're not supposed to do. Something you're trying to be the boss at work when you're supposed to be the employee. You're not the employer, you're the employee. But you sit and you gripe and you complain how bad the employer is. You're a two-minded person. If it's so easy, go start your own company. I think in the Word of God, how that, that, that you find repeatedly that this person had a double mind. Why? Because he chose this path when God gave him this path. Look what the Bible says in James 1, 8. A double-minded, a two-minded man is what? Let's read it together. A double-minded man is what? Try it again. A double-minded man is what? That means he's fickle. It means literally he's drunken. He cannot make a sound decision. He's staggering. He's staggering to and fro. And if there's ever a day our churches need absolutely to be strong, it's today where we are single-minded. I close and I want you to think with me of some scripture in closing that's single-minded. For to me, to live is Christ. And to die is gain. That's single-minded. It's not for me to live as, when I'm not happy. We live in a generation where 
we've been here long enough, and a lot of you kids, they grow up here, and they move away, and they go everywhere, and God bless them. It's wonderful. I'm not happy. My kids aren't here. I'm just not happy. We have one child here. We have two children away. Those two children represent 10 grandkids, and we're happy. They're serving God. My wife taught me before we even had children that we would rather have children living halfway around the globe in the will of God than right next door away from the will of God. Remember those days when they all were on staff and worked here? Brother Tim was on our staff. Tiffany and her husband Ryan were here. We lived here in this house and, and one family lived about four or five blocks here. One family lived about four blocks here. One, four or five blocks here. Sometimes I'd get home and I'd see bicycles on the sidewalks. We have 14 grandkids. In a moment's time, that changed. Brother Tim pastors in Arizona now. God's using them. Brother Ryan's pastoring in Newport Beach, and God's blessed him. Our grandkids are gone. I miss them so badly when I pray for them throughout the day. I miss them so very, very much. We don't get to see them like we'd like to see them. But I tell you what, I'd rather have my kids serving God, Amen. obeying God, than dual-minded. We're going to do it my way. No, I want to do it God's way. For to me, to live is Christ. Amen. The Scripture says, this one thing I do, not these two things, this one thing I do, forgetting those things that should be behind and reaching forth unto those things that should be before. I press, here it is, single-minded, toward the mark. Not multiple marks, single mark. What are you aiming at? Some of you get in Bible college and your whole big aim is, you just got to get out of here, got to get out of here. No, you've got to make it through your freshman year. That's your mark. And then your sophomore year, that's your mark. And your junior year, and that's your mark. And your senior year, that's your mark. Get a mark and shoot for it. I pressed for the mark. You talk about single-minded. God represented that for God. So loved the world he gave his only begotten son. Jesus showed us that. I come, he said, to do thy will. Jesus did not come for his will. He came for the Father's will. I am crucified with Christ. This is single-minded. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live, I live in the flesh. I live for the Son of God who gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20, that's single-minded. Today it's single-minded. None of these things move me. Acts 20.24, neither count I my life dear unto myself so that I finish my course with joy. This verse right here is single-minded, that in all things he might have the premise, not some things. Number one is God. It's not divided. I can do all things through Christ. That's single-minded. I can't do it. Through Christ has strengthened me. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus. That's single-minded. On Wednesday at orientation or Friday, I guess it was, in college, I said, young people, here's our college verse. 25 years ago, we 
put it on our stationary things. And it's 1 Corinthians 2, 2. I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's single-minded. It's single-minded. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Paul said, I'm single-minded. I'm now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. I've fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I've finished my course. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. He wasn't dual-minded. We spend our time do we not babysitting? We'll get the list of the 40, 50, 60 people that didn't come to Sunday school. And we write letters and we send bulletins and God bless you. And I know things happen and I know there's sickness and I know there's vacations. But we beg, can you please get to Sunday school? I tell you, by the grace of God, where I'm going to be this year, 52 weeks is in Sunday school. Oh, I might be on vacation. But I want to be with God's people. I don't want to be here and there. You can do what you want. I don't want to sit in that stadium over there when there's church going on here. In 1967, Chuck Wall called my, my house. He said, Jack, I've got to have you work tomorrow. I said, Chuck, you know what I got is in the grocery store business. I, I can't work on Sunday. I go to church. I was a teenager I was embarrassed to tell him I was not a good testimony for Christ in that regard. And he goes, I know you go to church, Jack, but I got to have help. I said, well, let me, let me call you back. I checked with my dad. My dad said, well, son, you're going to have to make that decision. And I felt bad for my boss, and I said, okay, I'll work. And my dad said, son, if that's your decision... And I made that decision. I'll never forget when my dad went, my wife, my mother, and my sisters went to Sunday school church. I'd gone to work. I'm at work thinking they're starting Sunday school right now, and I'm right here about a mile away. At 11 o'clock, I was at work working. I got out for church that night. I said, this has been the most miserable day. Now, maybe that's not how it is for you. But somehow when God reached down and saved my sorry soul, I got in this thing. It's not a sideline with me. Now that much of my life has passed, and I look back, I'm so grateful there's always been a church. There's been a place. The scripture is so true. For my beloved brethren, always abounding. That's single-minded. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor is not in vain in him. I've used up my time, and I'm literally not finished, but I'll be finished. I want you to pray for me. In this year of 2022, I want to be single-minded. This one thing I do. I want to pray for you that you'd be single-minded. I don't know what God's going to do. Who'd ever believe that that sweet secretary would be taken home to be with the Lord? I don't want that. It breaks our heart. 
And Sister Jean is with the Lord. It breaks our heart that we don't have her. I know she's happy there. I know all that. Well, I'm going to always trust God by the grace of God. I don't know if this is the year that we go to jail. We might be a few years away from that. I was pondering this morning or yesterday sometime my jail ministry. Paul and Silas sang and praised God at midnight in jail. I don't want to be away from my wife. We love life together more than ever. I love coming home at night and sitting down and every night a nice meal. I'll enjoy talking to her. I don't want to be away from her. But I want to please him at whatever comes my way. Last Sunday morning we spoke about trials. You're going to have them. I wish you, I don't want you to have them, but we grow through trials. Last Sunday night, I need wisdom. If any of you like wisdom, let him ask of God this morning. Single-minded. Father, these are the greatest people in all the world. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. And I pray that God, when our journey is over, we'd still be living for Thee, rejoicing in Thee, trusting You, Bless these dear people. God, may young people begin to get single-minded. There's so much that we become dual-minded, two-minded, and we're going to be unstable in not some of our ways, but all of our ways. A two-minded man will never be a good husband, a good father, because he's dual-minded. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.